1: Welcome to Voice Hugs, a podcast on becoming your best self and embracing all seasons of life with open arms. This is your host, Vivian and Rowena.
0: Hello, hello.
1: Hello, happy March, friends. So, Ro, something interesting came to my attention last week.
0: Tell me about it. (laughs) Okay,
1: I'm not on TikTok, so if anyone knows why this happens, please let me know. I'm like genuinely curious. Last week, Person A, who I have no idea who that is, had a TikTok video link shared to person B, who is my friend. Now, person B saw that video and thought it was interesting, so sent me the link. Again, because I don't have TikTok, I don't Mm -hmm. open it on my app. It opens as like a link in your browser. So I saw that video and I was like, oh, this is interesting. I'm going to send it to person C. Mm -hmm. Right after I sent it to person C and they opened it, person B told me that person A, the original person who had the link, got a notification that person C opened their link that they shared. First off, why is that a thing? Why would TikTok want to share to person A that, Someone's username, you know, opened mm-hmm. up a link that they shared. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, I think it's just so obviously I know that these apps track data. That's their like number one thing. But to actually see that now TikTok has information on Person A is somehow linked to person C, even though they have no relation. And to be able to curate content to feed to both people, right? I don't know. Anyways, this is what I I experienced Mm -hmm. last week. I (laughs) wanted to talk about it really quick to see if anyone, anyone knows why that notification would pop up. Like, what is the purpose of that?
0: If you create your own private link, maybe, to see how it's being shared. But yeah, I think in the context of big tech, it makes sense. In the context of the world that we're living in, where you can see who read your emails and who didn't and follow up accordingly, this makes sense. But it's kind of creepy. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of <laughs> creepy. And like some people may hear this and be like, oh, it's not a big deal. It's just a link sharing and you just get notified. But like in the bigger conversation about technology and big data and like all this information these tech companies have on you the fact that tiktok's owned by china and all these other implications that maybe we can dedicate a actually dedicate a full episode Mm -hmm. on this in the future tiktok's wild it's crazy it scares me that's why we're both (laughs) not on it
1: (laughs) yeah there are many reasons why i don't want to be on tiktok not just for like the fact that it's it was started and owned is it still owned by china or is it was it bought out
0: I think it's still rooted there they can say whatever they want to say but it's still very much a part of chinese ecosystem
1: and also like the fact that you can't even use social media in china right like you can't use
0: facebook yeah. or instagram
1: well they're owned by the same mm-hmm. they're owned by meta so
0: yeah i think the whole the other side of security and all of that is the doling of our focus and mm-hmm. attention spans By just constantly consuming these short form 10, 15, 30 second clips. And then it kind of trains us to Mm -hmm. think like that. There's actually a stat that was saying people now have the attention span of a goldfish because Mm -hmm. of apps like TikTok. Mm -hmm. Which is insane. It's crazy. It's actually very scary. Yeah. This is a great transition into today's question where we'll talk about (laughs) dating apps. (laughs) Okay, so... I've been on
1: dating apps, and every time I think I met someone who I can move forward with, I get ghosted or they're not on the same page. On some days, it's not a big deal, but on my bad days, I start taking these rejections personally. Why does it seem like everyone is able to find someone but me? I'm starting to feel discouraged, and the constant rejection is really getting to me. Help, what do I do?
0: Well, right before I get started, if you guys have any of your own very specific questions or scenarios you guys want us to answer you can always email us at hello at voicehugspodcast.com or dm us at podcast. All right what came up for you when you first read this question? I mean I think it's like it goes back to what we're talking about these social media apps the immediacy of these apps It's all really just about instant gratification of you want to look at something right now. So you look at it, you want likes, you want hearts, you want comments, you want all of these interactions that really do trigger dopamine production and secretion in your brain, which is what makes you feel good and high and happy. And I feel like dating apps kind of, in my mind, fall under the same bucket where the immediacy of being able to swipe left and right, the highs you get. When someone, you know, when you match with someone, I actually don't know what this is like because we'll we'll talk about our own dating app experiences. But I think we both don't have much, but we'll, we'll share stories that we've heard from friends. So I think the first thing that does come to mind is, you know, taking a step back. This is kind of it's just a reflection of where we are as a society and the things that, you know, were it's just like a part of our lives now. So, given that, how can we learn to live as harmoniously as something like social media and dating apps as we can? um, While also reminding ourselves that, you know, all of these things are designed and are gamified to make you feel a certain way so that you will come back, so that you'll continue using the app because that's the goal. When you just read this out loud, what stuck out to you most?
1: It was the second half of the question where she wrote, why does it seem like everyone is able to find someone but me? So that but me sounds almost like you're taking it personally. Someone, someone Mm -hmm. quote, rejecting you is a you problem instead of a it's not a good fit. Maybe it's just not good timing. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're not looking for the same things as you. So you don't want to be with someone who's not looking for the same things as you anyway, right? Mm -hmm. Her last sentence was, I'm starting to feel discouraged. And the constant rejection is really getting to me. And I really feel for that. Because I think, in my experiences, I take rejection really personally. And it's something that I have to constantly remind myself that it's not a personal thing. It's most of the time not because of you. Some of the time it could be you and that can really, that can really hurt. But a lot of times because I take rejection so personally, it, it like hurts even more. And then it makes you feel even smaller. And then you don't know how to like, move forward.
0: I'm not pretty enough. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not blank, 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 blank enough. Yeah. Yeah. I think very similarly, I also don't, historically, I haven't dealt with rejections that well. But what this actually reminds me of is growth versus fixed mindset. Mm. It's so weird to think of applying this mindset to dating, but it actually makes sense too, right? Where in a fixed mindset, you think, all your abilities are set, your qualities are set so that there's nothing you can do in any situation, you will take rejections very personally, as we have and maybe Mm -hmm. as we still do, right? And then I think the other side of that is the growth mindset where you feel like your abilities are not fixed and you can change if you want to change them. And I think that's viewing this experience as growing learning experiences of like okay data points I've reached out to these many people and like these people have ghosted me these people have talked to me these people you know I've met in person and it's just like treating all of our lived experiences as a learning experience I think It's like the ideal way to go about living our lives. But it's so much easier said than done. Like it's so much easier said than done. Especially when it comes to relationships. Because it's so personal and so emotional. For sure. Yeah. That
1: reminds me of a TED Talk video that I just watched recently. There is this guy who pretty much does research on... He does not experiment on this idea of rejection. Because of an incident that happened in his childhood, he recognized later on in his life that this fear of rejection was holding him back from pursuing certain things. And I think in the context of our episode, it could be this fear of rejection is preventing you from going out there and exploring more relationships because you start taking it personally. I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. There's something wrong with me. What happened in this TED talk is he shared he decided to do a 100-day experiment where he would go out of his way every day to do one thing where he's going to get rejected. It's almost to desensitize yourself from that feeling because rejection can be painful. And what he found was that when you approach it from a more experimental way in your mind so that you're not taking it so personally You might find that there's a different outcome if you try to face Mm. that fear.
0: I feel like it's how social media and dating apps, they're designed to be like they're gamified in the way that they're engineered. This is kind of our human way of quote unquote gamifying rejection as well Mm -hmm. to treat it more as a way to level up and to move forward rather than. Like, okay, like the door is shut. There's nothing I can do. When like, maybe there's a hidden button. Maybe there's a hill you can roll down and then like hop over the gate, you know? (laughs) Yeah. The foundation of all of what we're saying right now is like behind that is to be able to continue going out, getting rejected. You need to know why you're being rejected. Mm. In the example that you shared Because he wants to overcome his fear of rejection, he's going out to get rejected, Mm -hmm. right? So if we apply this to dating is if our objective is to find our mate, Mm -hmm. maybe it's worth shooting your shots. Maybe it's okay if you get ghosted a few times. Maybe it's okay if you get rejected because you don't want to be with people who reject you anyway. And I feel like this is a good background context into the ghosting aspect When you ghost, there's someone who is ghosted, which in this case is our listener who proposes question and there's a person who's Mm -hmm. ghosting. And just as we said, the person who's ghosting is probably ghosting because of certain fears or insecurities that they may have. The very first sentence of, you know, I think I met someone who I think I can move forward with. I get ghosted or they're not on the same page. I think we can unpack this little because I think there's a lot that we can say about ghosting.
1: Yeah. So when I read this, what I thought about was if you get ghosted, to me, that means that this person didn't have the courage, time, respect, thought, empathy to respond to you and communicate and let you know that, you know, whatever is maybe going on in their life or, um that they're not looking for the same things as you instead of having that conversation because I think everyone deserves that especially if if the statement before that every time I think I met someone who I can move forward with that means you guys must have been talking for at least a little bit right Mm -hmm. and so being ghosted I feel like that is a very clear sign that it's a them thing it's just like you said Mm -hmm. it's probably something happening on their end that has caused them to not respond to you anymore. So to me, that's a great thing for you. Yeah. Like you wouldn't want to be with someone like that anyways or at least not who they are today. Yeah. Um and then the second part of that is they're not on the same page. If this person communicated to you that they're not looking for the same things or they're not on the same page. That too is a great thing because on some level, they understand what they want, whether it is something personal about you or something not, which a lot of the times could be that it's not, right? It's what they're looking for in a partner for themselves. I think that's a great message to you, letting you know that it's it's <laughs> it's what they want, right? It's not what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. So if that doesn't align for them, that's not a place you want to be in either.
0: Yeah. I just... A, a, a close friend of mine recently went on a date for eight hours. They wow. went to the park. They had a picnic. They had Korean fried chicken. <laughs> it was great. It's eight hours is a long yeah. time. Goes home. Ghosted. Just hasn't heard from... This friend hasn't heard from that person. And he was like so sad yeah but then also reminding himself that it's a numbers game right that's kind of where it kicks in the self-soothing of oh you know like it's okay there'll be more people sometimes i think ghosting might not be even something that
1: the other party is intentionally trying to do like it could be that they're Mm -hmm. busy they feel uncomfortable they're Mm non-confrontational it could be that it was never something serious for them in the first place right but all of that just goes back to when you think about what you want do you want to be with someone who doesn't have that time or like that capacity no. to respond to you you know even no. say thank you for an 8 hour day i spent 8 hours of my life with you yeah. talking to you and even though it was really fun you know i i don't think that's what i'm looking for
0: yeah i can think of a few instances where i have ghosted people in the past yeah <laughs> Yeah, I actually have a very specific memory. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just hanging out with a close friend who, honestly, to me, was like he's like a sibling. And he told me, I think, pretty innocently, like I don't think he expected anything, but he was just like, you know, you're my ideal mm-hmm. girl if I could date some or something. I forgot. Mm-hmm. I forgot what he said. Like we're we're on the beach. You know, we had dinner and then we walked to the beach. Um, and I just remember this was like over 10 years ago because I wasn't emotionally mature and I didn't yet know how to properly communicate I was just like okay this is weird well it's not really weird but like it's kind of uncomfortable I don't know how to respond so let me just stop talking to him Aww. for a bit <laughs> I mean we're still we're friends now and I, I feel like we yeah we never really talked about it but I feel like in my life I have a lot of these relationships where it's not that I ghost But it's just like I I can go for long periods of time without talking to people and then we'll catch up and it'll be as if nothing has changed. But I think that's different in the context of like actually ghosting.
1: You just don't want to deal with it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but I think it's kind of how we share on every episode, like to hear about people's experience of how they feel when they're ghosted can maybe help you realize your actions or lack of actions can lead another person, another human to go through literal turmoil because of what you did or didn't do yeah yeah So the next sentence is on some days it's not a big deal but on my bad days I start taking these rejections personally. I think it's kind of everything that we've talked about already of treating all of this kind of as the game that it is. So my only dating apps experience was after my last relationship. This is like years ago. Went on the app, swiped left and right, I was like, whoa, this is fun. It's just like an endless carousel of photos that you get to choose. It's like a buffet. It's like oh li- It literally felt like a buffet. Um, not in a good way. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to go to sleep. Went to sleep, woke up, woke up to messages. And I was like, oh, shoot. These are real people with real feelings. I'm going to delete the app. So I just, that was like, that was my experience. Because I don't know, it just, it felt Like, it was fun. It was, like, all fun and games until you realize, oh, there's another person on the other line. Yeah. Yeah. But all of that was just kind of to also help reframe this whole experience as this number game, this numbers game that it is. And that for us personal, as we can take a lot of things in life, I know, like, it's easy to be like, don't take it so personally, but, like, you know, it's easier said than done. But really, it's reframing, why you're on the app why are you why you're using it what you're hoping to get out of it and allowing that to keep you grounded when some of these quote-unquote bad days come around but i think it's like it's human right it's human to have good days it's human to have bad days Mm -hmm. it's not normal to have consecutively great days in general just like how it's not going to be possible to like never be rejected in our entire lives Mm
1: I think holding on to that idea of why you're on the app in the first place and what you're looking for. When I read the sentence, on some days it's not a big deal, but on my bad days I start taking these rejections personally. So it could be that you're just in a low mood or something happened that week and you're like, again, another person ghosted me. Another person didn't want the same thing. but. Just bringing yourself back to what Rose said of, well, why am I on this app? You know, I'm looking for someone. It's not about them rejecting me. It's about me finding my partner. And so for the dating apps, what is your why for dating? I think that can go a long way so that you don't get sucked into taking things so personally. I think when you are in that space where everything feels personal to you, there's a lot of like self-loathing, just low confidence, low self-esteem, it's really hard to get out of that place sometimes. And so preventing yourself from getting there, I think, is important. Because again, it's probably not you. And even if it is you, how much of yourself would you want to change just so someone likes you, mm-hmm. especially if it's a long-term partner that you're looking for?
0: So when you were single and you're thinking about this relationship you want to be in, mm-hmm. what were... The qualities of this relationship and or the quality of this person you'll be with because I think knowing this will help too
1: so I was looking for someone who I could have conversations with usually when you're dating there's this instant chemistry it's either there or it's not you can talk to someone for a long time but not feel chemistry so that's A variable or a factor that I can't really place my finger on like I don't know why I have chemistry Mm -hmm. with someone and why I don't with others but it's a mix of those two things and then not getting caught up in the idea of who a person is based on these superficial facts their profile their height Mm -hmm. their education their career etc and it's it's hard especially if you're meeting someone through an app those things can be distracting instead of focusing on well do I like the conversation that I'm having with this person, mm-hmm. with a partner? That's what you do every day, right? Yeah. You're not like, oh, I'm with this person because they're six feet. Like, that's a cool bonus, but it's <laughs> like you're spending every you're gonna spend every day with them. So, do you feel connected to them in that way? Mm-hmm. And I think maybe like if we just focus on that in it of itself, this is what I'm looking for in a relationship. Then I wouldn't take things so personally if. They were to reject me.
0: Isn't it just interesting how the more you get to know yourself and what you want, the easier life becomes. This cloud of mystery and potential darkness just kind of leaves because, as you said, if someone quote unquote rejects you, it's okay because you already rejected them because they didn't meet your criteria of whatever it is that you've set for yourself. And I think I have friends, very close friends in my life these days who are just just looking for mm-hmm. love, looking for a sense of belonging, looking for their partner. And I just want to tell them, like I want to look at the depths of their core and just being like, it's okay to be single. <laughs> like it's okay to spend time alone. If anything, they've also admitted that the reason why they are looking for partnership or they're looking for someone is because they feel so lonely. And, you know, we can get into relationships for a number of reasons and for different seasons of our life. Maybe that will be good for us. And maybe, you know, we will need that. But I think in the long run, learning to be by yourself, learning to be okay with yourself, learning to spend time with yourself, it's, it will only bring you good things down the line. Because if you think about it, we came into this world technically alone. Mm -hmm. Of course, we have our parents. As we get older, You know, we're at a time right now where all of our friends are getting married or pregnant or having babies or getting, you know, engaged. It's like the Mm -hmm. first step. (laughs) And then as we grow older, when we look at our grandparents' generation, it's like they're at a time where like their friends are passing, you know, and then like maybe your partner or like your wife or your husband may also pass when you're at that age. And you're like, who are you left with? You left with yourself. It sounds like a sad thing, but like it doesn't have to be right. Like if you spend time getting to know yourself, if you spend time nurturing the relationship you have with yourself, no matter who you're with, no matter where you are, no matter if you're alone or if you're surrounded by a thousand people, you'll always be in good company because that good company is yourself.
1: That brought up so many things for me. I think when you're young, you're in your 20s, we always look forward to the next thing. And a lot of times that next thing is finding a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a partner and settling down and getting married. I was thinking about myself and I guess in the context of my dad is really sick right now and we didn't expect him like it, it was something that happened overnight and we didn't expect that to happen where like his life would flip upside down which meant that like my life and my mom's life would also flip upside down and so I was reflecting about how For the longest time, I was always wanting, you know, the next step in a relationship. But you don't know what's going to happen to your partner. You don't know what's going to happen to you. Something very unexpected can happen three years into marriage. I forget that there are so many other stresses that can come and life can just throw things at you that you don't expect. And right now, all you can see is what you think you want, but you don't know. And so part of it is bringing yourself back to the present and really appreciating what is now, even if that means that you're in a place where you are single and you're feeling lonely. You're not always going to feel lonely. I think believing that you're not stuck in this phase is important. Yeah, all of these feelings are temporary and it's okay. You're never going to be happy all the time. Just like how you're not going to be sad all the time. <laughs> yeah, like I think also recently I've been seeing on social media a lot of people that I've followed since I was in high school. These are people that I followed on YouTube or on Instagram. They're, you know, a couple years older. They're maybe like 35. They're getting divorces. And I'm like, oh my god, I thought that they had this perfect marriage or their life was so put together and then they're at a place where they have very young kids and they're divorced and that brought me back to just wow so much can happen you know like why are we rushing to get into these relationships so desperate for love and so desperate for connection when the relationship that you can really really trust and fall back on is the one that you have with yourself and of course I think going back to a previous episode where we've talked about Yes, having a great relationship with yourself is awesome and important and amazing. And eventually, you know, letting someone else in can uplift you even more in your life, like can level up your life. But <laughs> it always starts with that relationship with yourself, right? You can trust yourself or learn to trust yourself and learn to be that best friend, boyfriend, girlfriend to yourself. Yes. Yeah.
0: A thousand percent yes. <laughs> The relationship you have with yourself really is the most important relationship Mm -hmm. that we can ever develop in our lives. And it's like through getting to know ourselves, everything else becomes clear too. Mm You know, rejections won't hurt as badly, or maybe we we won't even view them as rejections anymore. Getting ghosted would no longer just like, okay, moving on with my life. I know myself. I know my worth. I know what's important to me. And this just wasn't it. But you know, There's other fish in the sea. Mm -hmm. I was talking
1: to one of my mentors, and she said that she loves her own company. And because of that, Mm -hmm. she can see her friends in an older stage in life where they're still looking for love. You know, looking for love doesn't stop when you're 20. It can happen when you're 30, 40, 50, 60. And so for her, it was recognizing the difference between her friends and herself. I love my own company. Mm -hmm. I appreciate the time that I have with myself.
0: I guess the question that comes to mind Now that, you know, we've been talking about the importance of enjoying your own company, liking your own company, spending time alone, and to not fear being alone slash single. To someone who may have never thought about this, the concept may seem foreign. What do you do when you're by yourself?
1: (laughs) What do you do when you're by yourself?
0: (laughs) Or like, how do you self-soothe? Or like, how does one get to know themselves and learn to be comfortable in their own skin? Mm. I think the first thing that comes to mind is... It's it's so meta that even to be alone, you need to know why you want to be alone. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's like with everything, like if you if you're on dating apps, why are you on dating apps? If you want to be single, why do you want to be single? I think that's also important. Like you need to want to get to know yourself. You can't just like, I I think I should get to know myself. So let me spend time alone. You're going to still feel lonely. You're going to feel bad. Or like when you spend that time alone, because your resolve and your heart isn't fully set, You're going to be like, this doesn't feel good. I'm not going to do this anymore. However, if you're very solid and being like, this is what I'm going to do. Let's give it a try. Here are all the things that I feel like I can do by myself. I can journal more. I can read books. I can ask myself these questions. I can, you know, take myself out on dates, blah, 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 blah. I think that becomes an exciting thing versus doing something that you feel like you should do because it's what people around you are telling you to do, whether it's to be single, whether it's to go on dating apps or anything in between.
1: It's knowing what your intention is and then asking yourself why that's your intention. If right now, for example, you're saying like, well, okay, my intention is to find love. Well, why are you trying to find love? Okay, it's that I feel lonely. Okay, well, why do you feel lonely? Is there anything that I can do to help that feeling? Are there other people that I can connect with so that it's not that way? Am I constantly on social media comparing my relationship or lack of relationship with those around me, right? And so the more you dig deeper into why is that your intention, it might change the intention altogether
0: yeah i think okay another sentence we're just dissecting this specific paragraph why does it seem like everyone is able to find someone but me it's not you. I think, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're
1: perceiving it as if everyone is able to find someone.
0: Yeah, I think it's easy to log on to social media and see all of these couples
1: mm-hmm.
0: not knowing the journey that they went through to get to where they yeah, are. Yeah,
1: like not knowing the
0: full story. Yeah, because maybe they spent years alone. Maybe they, you know, went on over a hundred dates to be able to find the person that they're with now. I think we just never really... No. And I think with social media, it just amplifies everything. It makes it seem as if everyone around you is finding love. If you actually talk to friends, you will find that a lot of people are probably going through what you're going through too. Or a lot of people may not necessarily be in the most fulfilling or happiest of relationships. We can perceive things to be a certain way until we talk to them. Right, like you have these projections, or you have these fanciful ideas of everyone's living a beautiful life and a fantastic life besides yourself. But if you actually reach out to friends and talk to people around you, you will realize that you're not really alone in what you're thinking, and that some of these Images that you've painted will be shattered. Yeah. It's kind of like when we're young and then we look at our parents or we look at our aunties and uncles and we're like, their relationship is perfect. (laughs) And now that we're older, we're hearing from our cousins or we're, you know, seeing our own parents and being like, oh, they're human too. And they have disagreements Mm -hmm. and everything's not rainbows and butterflies, but they're trying, right? And I think that's like the most important part is that they're trying. But at the same time, it's easy to look at people because people try to present their best selves but when you really get to see what's under the surface you realize everyone is human and we're all going through emotions and feelings you know people can feel rejected even within their relationship you know your partner says <laughs> no to you or you say no to your partner and you have th- things like that big and little things like yeah. that too
1: nothing is really nothing is really as it seems even i'm i'm talking about this from like my own experience of sometimes friends will ask me how are you and I'll say oh like I'm great but I don't talk about how like the night before I was sobbing my eyes out because I was really sad or I don't talk about you know like what happened last week that has still been on my mind because maybe I'm not in a place where I'm ready to talk about it I don't want to deal with it I don't want to open that conversation and so if my friend was to have like heard my initial response of like let's just say like I I talk about one aspect of my life in a positive way. They might think that like, oh, Vivian has everything under control or she's doing great with these new endeavors in her life. When in reality, there are so many things that I'm always thinking about and always trying to figure out. And there are still nights like to this day where I don't feel okay. And that is all to share that Even someone who wants to be honest and wants to be authentic and be real, it takes time to process those things and share it with your friends and show up in those relationships too. And so someone might seem and even tell you that parts of their life are great, but that might not be what's happening in their inner world.
0: And I feel like everything you just shared reminds me it takes two people to... Go beneath or like to dive deeper in conversation because I can see you be like, oh my god, Vid, how are you? Like, man, good, everything's fine. I was like, oh, how's family? Ah, good, good, good. And then you like, okay, great. And then like you just move on and talk about you know random stuff or current events or the current gossip or what you saw on Instagram, when in reality your friend is hurting and we I think we've talked about this before when you're in conversation you just need one person to open up a bit and to be vulnerable for the other person to open up and be vulnerable yeah and I think if what we fear and why we're trying to find love is rooted in feeling lonely this is actually a great way to like the root of feeling lonely is lack of quality human connections so that could be in the form of a partner, it could be in a form of friendship, it could be in a form of, you know, communication and like the relationship with your parents, it could be anything, right? So as long as you take the initiative in your day-to-day life to open up about yourself and the things that you're going through, this allows and gives permission not that you know your friends or your partner needs permission but it allows them to also open up to you and it's through this opening up to each other where you will feel that deeply rooted bond and connection that you're truly seeking and so yeah I think this is just like a reminder even for myself to go a bit deeper to open up a bit more in any relationship and any conversation even a stranger that I see on the side of the road or someone who I just so happen to be talking to for maybe five ten minutes and I'll never see again to be able to open up and hold space in that way and to connect with someone in that way you'll learn so much about them and so much about yourself that wow the feelings that I'm feeling I'm not alone and I'm not crazy and maybe all of these projections maybe all of these things that I think people are doing, things, you know, maybe all of these ideas of how other people are and how I'm not blah, blah, blah. It all just like kind of crumbles away because you're actually talking to these people who you may have put on a pedestal or who you may have, you know, just thought that they are living perfect lives. In order to resolve
1: those feelings or process it, you have to share it. Especially when it comes to loneliness, you have to verbalize it to someone, something. You know, maybe you can start with your journal just to figure out what that is. But the only way to feel connected to someone else is if you share it with them. And that a lot of times, just like Rose said, will open the doors to more conversation slowly but surely. Bringing this back to the question that the listener shared, this fear of rejection... As hard as it is to not take it personally, just remember your why, your intention. Mm -hmm. Ask yourself more wise of what that intention is. And the more grounded you are in who you are, yourself, what you're looking for, eventually, as these, quote, rejections happen, I don't think they'll feel as painful and it at some point it won't even feel like a rejection it'll just be like oh this person just wasn't a good fit Mm -hmm. I think another reminder is just to not be discouraged you're doing great you know you're you're putting yourself out there and even talking to a stranger on an app can be a huge win for someone else you know so just giving yourself that credit
0: so regardless if this is in a dating app scenario or regardless if it if this is just dating in real life as Viv said if you're able to reframe rejection to just being like that wasn't a good fit I think that will just change the Mm -hmm. game for you if someone doesn't isn't aligned with you it's not that they're rejecting you it's that it just literally wasn't Mm -hmm. a good fit and it's okay because if you're able to see dating through this lens it won't be as painful because it's not about you anymore. You know, it's always going to be about you, but like it's not personal in that if someone quote unquote rejects you, you know, like it's just just not going to fit. It's fine. Just move on with our lives. Yeah. And with that, thank you guys so much for joining us on another episode if you guys want to continue (laughs) with the relationship questions feel free to send it our way or you can ask us about anything else career parents the relationship you have with yourself how to deepen relationships with ourselves anything the more specific the scenario the better let us know hello at voicehugspodcast.com or DM us at Voice Hugs Podcast on Instagram.
1: Thank you so much for listening, and you'll hear us in the next episode.
0: Voice Hugs! Voice
1: Hugs. Bye. Bye.